Welcome to my basement, everybody. It is good to see you this uh, bright and early Monday morning. We have a fantastic guest for you. I'm going to uh, click him in right now. It is Sam Muscovich from um, Ars Technica. How are you, Sam? It's good to see you, my friend. You know, I'm doing pretty well, but I got to say, I had a busy weekend. Yes, I bet you did. And I guess we're probably going to start this as our, our Monday morning ritual. Is there is there going to be like big news dropping every weekend and we'll have you on first thing Monday morning? If, if everything that I come on to talk about is good news, then I would love to like close out the entire rest of the year with the 2020 Monday morning uh, West Coast Sam and Vic chat. I and love today, it. today is good news because uh, you already introduced it on, on Twitter and things about this. But this is about Xbox Series X, and it's specifically about going hands-on with Xbox Which is Series amazing. X. Were you expecting the machine to arrive? Had had Xbox been in touch with you? Because uh, we didn't get them in Canada. I don't think many people in Canada have got them, if any. Um, so I have not had any hands-on. So full disclosure on that. Sam has. Were you expecting it, or did it just arrive? There were some conversations. Okay. Um, well, what the, the article that I have up at Ars Technica today talks about how far back I had been pushing for my dream, which right. was to go crazy on back compat. Right. Um, I had heard, gosh, Phil Spencer was logging in back when they were still calling it Project Scarlet. He was yeah. sneaking onto Xbox Live with playing Xbox One games using uh, what was called Scarlet at the time before they called it Series X. Right. And uh, it was... Earlier in 2020, with lockdown, I just said, you guys aren't going to do E3. You're not going to do a fan event. What about having someone come over, because since I'm in the Seattle area, drive drive a truck over from Redmond, put on a bio, biohazmat suit, and just let me go crazy with back compat. And they wrote back saying, we'll get back to you. And then it was a week ago that a box showed up that I'd been warned that it would could be, they were very like, I don't know exactly when because of shipping and customs, but mine was just down the road. They didn't even have to go with crazy FedEx because they're in Redmond, Washington. I'm in Seattle. Right. And a box showed up last week with a note saying you can tell people that you have it and you can't tell them what's coming on Monday. Uh, right. And that on Monday was let's go let's go to town with backwards compatibility on Xbox One X or Xbox awesome. Series X. Because you'll notice I'm going to do that multiple times in this conversation. Uh, this Terrible naming names. convention, it's it's like changing a year in a way, right? It's we're going to be writing the wrong name on the check every day for a long time. I, I want to give some shout outs because we are live. This is a new thing that Vic's Basement is able to do on our YouTube channel. If you ever want to come and join us, if you're listening to this as an audio podcast, you can come and join us uh, for uh, some live streamed Vic's Basements, a new thing that uh, uh, we have just started. Uh, Sam Moscovich is, of course, a uh, fantastic writer with, uh, uh, you know, a lot of experience working for Ars Technica and does great deep dive uh, stories on all of the technology and the people involved in uh, you know creating your favorite hobby out there and um, also based in the Seattle area so has a lot of uh, probably pretty tight relationships with the local game development community out there uh, but thank you to uh, Raptor5150 for joining us and Clayton Blair is here uh, Marco A good to see you Leaf Fan B Hip Hop Dan I'm not just making up these names everybody for, for, for those of you listening on the <laughs> I could just, I could just totally do that, right? Like do a hundred name. I don't have the chat up. list here, so I could be that guy. You know, <laughs> what's going on, Ray Ray seven seven seven? Let's do this. I love Gamer it. names are some of the best names. I love it. Yeah, Ke uh, Keegan P is here, and uh, Marco Barnes is here. Yo, and Michael U, Tiger Man Show. Good to see everybody. Um, Sam, do us all a favor. Actually, I don't know. You probably have it plugged in, so you can't hold it up, can you? Can you? Can you hold it up? 
Oh, I'd have to I'd have to go unplug it, which could do you want to turn my camera off real quick while I go grab it? Uh, you know what? I have or your... everyone can just look at all the games behind me. It'll be uh, well, just a second, folks. Okay, sure. Let's do it. Uh, so Sam is actually going to unplug his Xbox Series X and uh, and come back here. I'll go uh, full screen, and uh, it's good to see everybody. Good morning. It's like bright and early Monday morning. Um, it was a, you know it's always a bit of a scramble putting all this together. Are my eyes super red? No, they're not too bad. Okay, let's go back to uh, live two person split. There we go. Look at that. There it is. It's the real deal. Now that's not the prop thing that they sent out every, everywhere, right? That I mean, the... if it if this was the prop thing, that would be some incredibly heavy cardboard that they'd worked out. This is about almost ten pounds, which I don't know is one of your dollary do kilograms, right? Um, and uh, I was able to show it off before, but they were being kind of uh, they were a little touchy about how much you could show. But we get to talk about the industrial design as part of today's agreement. Right. So that means part of my article really talks about what it's like having this in my home. Now, you look at this, you see the announcements, you see people on stage, you don't have it in your home. Um, and what I found, my article has, um, I have it in my entertainment center turned uh, in the horizontal position, mm -hmm. which has the disk drive. I, my lighting is not great. It's not. I, I haven't set this up for device show off lighting, so I'm yes, really yeah. sorry for, for okay. black on black on black. But you've <laughs> got the um, the disk drive uh, is up on top, and then the 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 top has the word Xbox. You can see at the top left. Right, right. And that's it. Um, so the first thing I did when I got this was took some photos and I put the new controller on top of it, mm -hmm. and then I just slid the controller slightly, <laughs> and that scratched the matte black top a oh, little bit no. Be because it's a solid color you right. just you, you look at it at the perfect angle I've, i can see right now three three little lines i didn't grab it i didn't drag it it just i just slid slid it over it. the top right because and i thought it's a plastic thing on a plastic thing you thought no problem and and i immediately thought well if they don't touch this up because this is near final right. um hardware so i don't know what more coding or other things will happen but if you're planning to just you, I, I put stuff on top of my Xbox and my PlayStation 4 all the time. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to put my extra controller there or a remote or a game case. So totally. maybe maybe you have to be more careful about that. It's also It also takes smudges, and you can't necessarily see it in this lighting. But there were photos of Jeff Grubb uh, showing off his new Xbox and holding it, and people made fun of him and said, do you even wash your hands or any of this? <laughs> you can wash your hands all you want. It just, the way this black matte material is and the fact that the device is so heavy, yeah. uh, it's a fingerprint magnet, and you'll want to, you can at least rub those off. So, so that's the that's Do they the have way... time to change that? They don't have time to change that. They're in mass production right now. I mean, you look mm -hmm. like, and that's a prototype machine, right? You don't have the... Uh, it has you, on the back of it. It's called, it's called, I don't know if the camera's going to show it, but it says... Xbox product name placeholder. Okay. Uh, prototype, not for sale. Uh, oh. And it's got, you know, like a, a code okay, on it. Okay, well, you may have something that was two months old that's been tested and tested and tested. So, they, yeah, they could they could have new stuff ready to go. It's cool. Mike, it looks like it's lit up, but it's not lit up. It's, it is a... not lit up. Now, as I move the top around, right. you see more of, again, I apologize for the lighting not... I, you know, we're on a Skype call. We do the best we can. Yeah. Um, but there's a, a different amount of paint on each of the dots. So oh, we, this, cool. is a, this is 144 dots, 12 by 12. This is a square top. Right. But each one, 
none of the green goes all the way to the tip. So you right. don't, it, it's not super egregious, but depending on the angle that you look at it, That's there's a so motion, cool. there's an inherent motion. Yeah. So if you, if you have it placed in a centerpiece way in a living room, you have all of these straight lines that come up around the edges, but then a very mild divot on the top edges. And so it's got this sort of warping uh, visual effect, this this optical illusion. Right. And I'm absolutely stricken by it because what they did was they just took a very simple black slab and just played one very mild eye trick with the curves and a mild eye trick with the paint. And the result is really about as captivating as you're going to get from a device that's designed to be pretty dense yeah i mean i'm not going to call it small but it is absolutely dense because let's not forget there's no power brick right this is you could you could grab the xbox one the original og xbox one just grab its power brick and put it next to this yeah and you've got a size comparison because like just just having that built in along with the disk drive right. and the the motherboard and, and the cooling rig um there's just a lot going on but so the other about, thing is it's about 10 pounds but it, uh, it it does it does it feel like everything is included? Does it feel heavy to you? Does it feel superfluous, or does well, it feel like just just solid and it's got all the? Uh, oh, it's solid. Uh, like it doesn't yeah. feel. It, it's not making noises or anything like that. Like yeah. I, I'm not. I'm trying to be careful with it. I'm not throwing it around. Yeah. Um. But it feels solidly made. Um. Right. Other than the little like the scratching that I mentioned, which is not the end of the world. I just pointed out because it's a usability thing totally. that I'm starting to notice. Um, it's also kind of weird when you have it on the side because of the way the Xbox button lights up. It's weird to see that sideways. Yeah. I've never been a fan of it. I, you know, it's not no, it a symmetrical should, shape. It should be, it should look like the, uh, the thing that all the, the apes at the beginning of, uh, 2001 A Space Did it come with those little, like, action figures of the apes that you, you That's could... going to be, that's in the microtransaction <laughs> DLC. I, I will say, as we're going through this part, before we talk about more of the other stuff, the back of it, or the bottom of it, has yeah. a rubber rubber stand that cannot be removed okay. uh, and people were like well why would why, why would, is that not it's, removable? it's meant to be stood up it's, it's meant, meant to be, be stood up right but also it's covering essentially it's naked under here there's no i say mm. in my article there's no underpants there's no aluminum or right. rubber underpants on it right the right. base is essentially covering you can see sort of uh you can see the disk drive chassis just the slightest bit from this corner Sam, and you can see other motherboard bits it's free balling it's free balling a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's just wearing it's the, it's amazing. The little rubber stand is its kilt. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I love it. So so yeah, and what I like so when I have it set up, so you I get the sense they want it vertical because of the way this this visual thing happens. But when I first got this last week, I went into the Ars Technica chat room yep. and said, This is under embargo, but don't post these photos. But what do y'all think? And all the parents asked me what I could fit into the holes. <laughs> they said, can a, can a crayon get in there? Can a pencil get in there? Can oh, a finger right. get in there? Right. Now, these are all... So did you do that? Was these that are part all, of your testing? Yes. <laughs> these are all one millimeter in diameter, meaning, uh, a. and I looked this up, A like if you want to get a ring for an infant, there's a size, like there's different ring sizes, and the infant size is 1.2 millimeters, uh, yeah. meaning it's very unlike, like you would have to have the youngest of infants crawling up to your Xbox <laughs> Series X. Um, you should so, you should not have a tiny young infant near your Xbox right. Series X. So yes. the, the idea of a finger being permanently stuck, a baby, a child finger being permanently stuck in these holes, not so much. However, uh, I turned it on, and there's a there's a rubber fan that's spinning at the very top when you right. have it powered on. Um, and I took a plastic straw and stuck it in, and it goes wop, 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 wop. You can just get right to the Ooh. venting fan. This is a van that's pushing air from the bottom to the top. Right. 
And so it's trying to release all that heat. And so you can go wop, 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 wop. Beneath the rubber fan is a set of even tinier holes. I couldn't penetrate those okay. with my little straw. Now, I'm sure if I took a, some sort of toothpick and blocked the fan and then got through the hole. But it, so it's, it's a, a weirdly open amount of venting. I've never seen anything more quite so, like this. More so than a PC, than a, like a big gaming PC? I mean, my gaming PC has a much tighter array. Okay. Like you could pour, I could pour a soda into my PC through the venting hole there, but like I couldn't get, a, I couldn't get a toothpick through it. A, a something into it, yeah. I get, I mean, I, that speaks to the amount of horsepower that's in this machine, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's truly like, it's close to cutting edge, uh, you know, you know. Oh, pre, I mean, the, pre the the thirty eighties, but it's pretty damn close to the best computing power you can get for gaming. I mean, they're in a they're, little box. Well, I mean, we're going to see PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X side by side eventually. We've seen sort of cardboard makeups, but it's clear that this is smaller than PlayStation 5 and not by a tiny fraction. Right. It's, this thing is freaking built like a tank. Right. Um, so, but I, I point all this out in terms of you want to set it up vertic vertically in terms of it being handsome, but you got to make that space for it. Yeah. And then if that means you're in a home with pets or children then you know they're going to want to mess around with it because it is attractive right it's, and then it's, if it's if it's vertical there's a chance that people could topple it as well right so you have to kind of know where you put i will thing. say it, it does i mean it doesn't i mean on my lap it definitely tilts around but it's pretty the square construction means yes you could knock it over but yeah. it's it's you've got to really bonk it so i mean if you're right. like playing virtual reality and you and yeah. you bouncing around the room now i know you, i don't know you don't have a kid though right so you, no you, yeah no, and you, you you've heard the stories though like peanut butter in the uh cd slots and oh, lots yeah. of like people treating it like a piggy bank Actually, I mean, that's that when I look at it and I think about the idea is, oh, it's the disk drive system, which I think families might be more interested in. Right. If you've got kids, I know my I've got nephews and they yep. are always putting disks into and out of stuff. So I think about that because I want to talk about because I don't know how many families are testing this. I don't know what those situations are like. So I point all this out to say, if you've got kids, you're going to want to set it up horizontally. Yeah. And then this this dorky uh, built in stand just kind of shove. Yeah, shove the kilt over to one edge of your entertainment center because it creates enough space so that it can still suck air in. Right. Like it won't block that. You can't you can't truly block the ventilation because of how much space is around the kilt. So that, so I point all of this out because that's the that's the stuff I've been wanting to talk about uh, yeah. on top of performance because performance is just it's it's really interesting. Um, I don't know what if I could just start babbling about that, but long and short of it, I don't have new games. No, this, and, this... And, and they told you you could show off all the classic stuff, which was what you wanted to do. Um, I just want to let live chat know, um, and I've got a couple of questions in here, but please, uh, you can ask your questions. Sam has a, uh, you know, a certain amount that he can answer, but please go ahead and do that. Uh, Chuck uh, uh, Poizella asks, are you getting both systems? Yes, I'll have both systems, and we'll be doing full uh, deep dives into the hardware, but reviewing all the software that's coming out this fall, absolutely. Um, yeah, Silly Mikey says, glad I ordered this. Uh, uh, the Xbox Series X can't wait. Um, it's an interesting design, NHS Admin says. It's an interesting design. I might get one next year, but I'm not planning on buying one. Uh, of the next of the new gen systems this year and six six nick says quick resume is a godsend and you've got a lot of experience with quick resume don't you sam tell us that a little is, bit about that's that. true i i'm gonna dive right in with that the um, 
again, they said this is all about existing software. So we're talking all the way from OG Xbox to the 360 right. to Xbox One. Um, and then they gave me a list. They said, here are 494 games that we have certified. We're getting more out every week in the preview period up until it launches. You're going to get more and more back compat to test with. But here's 494 games. And it was a mix. It was almost every Call of Duty game, but it was also Neo Geo emulation. So right. it was like not everything. I'm not put, I'm not going to see how this makes Metal Slug 3, you know, get maybe another frame per sec. Like it's not doing that. Yeah. And the big thing is so many of these games are capped by default. And I'm going to get into sort of inherent boosts later. Mm -hmm. But no matter what generation, every single generation of game can benefit from quick resume. Uh, now, when you think about Xbox One, you tap the home button and you go to home while you're within a game. And you can bounce around to the store or other little smaller apps or the web. I mean, whoever uses Microsoft Edge on an Xbox, you could do that. But what I'm saying is there's that going on while the game is in what's known as a virtual machine. Right. Um, so on Xbox One, you have one virtual machine that is, it's the game just in the system RAM. On Series X, you can have a certain number of games all hovering as their own virtual machines because wow. there's a dedicated chunk of the NVMe 4.0 storage dedicated to just holding on to those. I call them save states. It's essentially whatever the game is juggling currently in RAM and not immediately seeking back and forth from your storage. Right. So there's a different amount of, of uh, megabytes or gigabytes that each system does for this by default. Now, with Series X games they have projected about three to four games will work in quick resume so that you can just So they've already capped that. They've already told you that it, it's not infinite. Right. For, yep. for Series X, for the amount of storage they have, you could jump between three and four. They said three to four, uh, and I haven't tested that yet. The idea being, we they, they said uh, that that's the average number of games that people tend to bounce through. Like right. you, you as an average user have your favorite games that you bounce through. Mm -hmm. And then you just tap the home button, switch to your next game, and the, the little splash screen says quick resume. And this is up at the Ars Technica article. Um, and it'll show for about eight seconds. I, I have the video, but I didn't edit the video, and it's weird because you're in the exact same spot. So it'll look weird if you're talking under. Well, you your... can fast forward to the quick resume no, part, but That's I can't in, oh, in OBS. It, it. I don't I don't know how uh, to do that. So if I point... start rolling it, it will just be you talking in the same position. So <laughs> you know it's fine. Um, but the point is, you when you do the quick resume, you you're okay. Let's say I'm playing Panzer Dragoon Orta on OG Xbox, and I want to switch to Control on Xbox One. Yeah, uh, I tap it there's an eight second splash screen and then i am right within the game as right. if as if i had just that time had frozen and all the characters in that remedy game had no idea that i left then and i tap quick resume I, again and i, I switch to i'm just gonna roll this video i'm just Great. doing it so it's sam sure, sure. who when he put this video together this is the ars technica video but as sam is talking we'll go into some of the gameplay switching yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any audio there. So I mean, we, we can, this can be just a thing that that plays on as as you and I are talking. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so then I'm in control and I go, you know what? I want to play a Call of Duty game. So I switch to call to whichever Call of Duty I want from whichever generation I want. Right. And then it'll again, it'll be a maybe eight second splash. And this is for back compat games. Right. Uh, there might it might be even quicker with next gen ones. Um the 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 main finding I found is if a game relies either on live online status or on save file protection, 
then it will break in the hibernation. And this is the same on Xbox One. Meaning, right. if you're in the middle of Dark Souls and you do not specifically quit out of the game, then you have broke the game thinks you're cheating and it'll throw up an error and quick resume will not work. Uh, so that's well, the same that, as- it would do that, I think, with any game that's logged onto the internet, right? Like it would yeah. be. Because uh, you, uh, a lot of the sort of place of, of where you are, like I noticed you were cycling through Rocket League, but Rocket League is so much about where you are in the instance of it being online, right? right Unless right. you're playing the single player bit, right? So, if you're in a single, but if you're in a single player game or in a training mode or some sort of offline, anything that would not be interrupted right. by, uh, it, you've got a, a server disconnect. It'll mm-hmm. it'll just resume. And so I found I couldn't make it flinch. But here's the other thing. The storage on this hardware is expensive. If you want to get an expansion card for the NVMe 4.0 storage, which you need for next-gen content, that's $220 for a terabyte. And this comes with 800 gigabytes free. That's what it shows after the OS and other system files. You get 800 gigs on the Series X. So eight eight new games. So you may think, well... (laughs) Quick resume, What am I screwed if I want to play my older games? Now, I have a USB 3.1 solid-state drive as my backup. It's, right. two, it's two terabytes. I had it plugged into my One X. I was able to plug it into the Series X. Every game was recognized. But more importantly, quick resume worked. So I had all those older games on the older drive, and I could still do quick resume. Oh, that's and, awesome. And with the older games, because the footprint for a quick resume is different, it, it's variable. So with newer games, three to four, older games, up to 12. I could get up to 12 games in quick resume wow. and then go back in order. And that's part of what the video that's playing right now is showing is yeah. that I had a specific order and I went back and Rocket League and uh, Dead Souls gave me trouble, but none of the others did. And you, you see me just bounce from mid-game action to mid-game action to mid-game action, all, uh, all, most of which was running on my uh, USB stick. And so that's good news if you have existing storage and you don't want to break the bank to have your older games right alongside your next-gen games, that you that, can leverage the uh, the older drive to, to continue running that stuff. I don't that, know if people have any questions as we've been babbling about yeah, this. Yeah, they have. That's an awesome point, though. That's fantastic. So people can, um, people can have their classic Xbox 360, Xbox One, and original Xbox on a uh, external hard drive, like a traditional SSD drive, stick that into the back of the Series X and use it quickly. Use that data quickly, Correct. which is amazing. So they can they can do quick uh, uh, change. What do quick they call resume. It? Quick resume. Quick resume. Yeah. But you can also probably load it quickly into uh, into the sort of uh, you know main guts yeah. of the machine fairly yeah. quickly. Yeah, but yeah. What is the big difference though, Sam, um, with the with the new software? Is it just it's been super optimized for Series X and it's a lot more complicated, a lot more you know there's more threading through the machine. Like why can't is it that much more complex? Like why can't we access that stuff as quickly well, or as well, much? Right- well, right now, I don't have, I do not have any next-gen software. I have not been given either brand new games or even patches for existing games that tap into this power. right, gotcha. That being said, what I can say is, number one, the uh, the family of processors that ran both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are severely underpowered. The, the bet was, they're pretty fast and they're multi-core. And right. thankfully, PlayStation 4 at least just piled on the RAM to make those just 
work and be beautiful. And we wound up with, you know, Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima being these incredible stunners at the end of the generation of just holy cow. But the system runs up to certain limits. And a really big example of how processor speed slows down the progress on this generation is Monster Hunter World. This is a game I tested when I I went to see what existing games would look better. And Monster Hunter World shipped with an uncapped frame rate, meaning uh, it could it would reach a certain max out point, and then Xbox One X was like, ah, I, that's all the frames. So you could get close to 60 frames a second in the um, frame rate mode, but mm-hmm. not quite locked. And you could get kind of around 34 frames per second in the resolution mode. Right. So on this bad boy, when I load Monster Hunter World, no patch, no extra boost, just it's just grabbing onto the new hardware. I get 60 frames locked on that frame rate mode. And that's cool. at 1080p resolution. And I get 55 frames a second uh, near 4K with, again, no patch, no extra tweaking, no tapping into the increased um, and RAM capacity. that's processor. It's the processor, it's the RAM, and it's the hard drive. I mean, oh. there's also what the Xbox has been touting this thing called velocity architecture, which mm-hmm. is essentially saying that they've streamlined the I.O. process of getting data to and from every part of the system. And the NVMe 4.0 solid state drive is blisteringly fast but also they designed it to have sustained speeds because that memory gets hot those those nvme 4.0 drives they run fast and they run hot and so a lot of the cooling in the system is dedicated to keeping that heat low because developers need to know that that speed is not going to dip Wow. You know, when you're when you're using a saw an NVMe 3.0 drive on your computer, Windows 10 will start super fast. But that doesn't mean that load is going to be sustained as you load your favorite game. It'll still be faster than, you know, an, a, a standard SSD. Right. But they wanted to guarantee sustained SSD performance on this. And, and I don't know if that's going to be different than PlayStation mm. 5, but mm. Microsoft has been very loud about that being an engineering priority. So when people are going, oh, it's only rated at such and such speed. Yeah, well, Microsoft isn't trying to do the fake numbers thing with this. They want right. to guarantee that that velocity architecture is locked, that whether you're at the beginning, middle, or end of a game. So, so, like, think of- so cooling plays a huge part in that, though. Absolutely. Because they're constantly attacking, uh, attacking that SSD and asking for information and to st- stream off of that. And like, it's kind of, it's working as, it's working as a page file in some right. cases. Right. And there's a whole nother, I saw a demonstration of how there's a system in, uh, inside of uh, Xbox Series X and Series S that looks at all of the texture data in a given scene right. and feeds certain resolution stuff based on uh, what draw would be best. Like you super zoom in on something and it'll go, oh, we need the better, higher density texture and instantly load it. As opposed to think about an Unreal Engine 3 game where you walk up to something and the texture takes forever to unblur. Like Unreal Engine 4 has this too, but it's like that what they want to do is they want to make that nanoseconds. And that's what's going to happen is that sort of texture management changes how you then allocate all of the resources of the system. It's a top to bottom. Both both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X are super onto the NVMe 4.0 train uh, and onto the higher performance uh, GPU that uh, AMD has delivered. And those in concert are going to allow us to... They're going to allow developers to make giant worlds that are more seamless. Right. And so it's really what... It's tuning what we already have and just making it run as flawlessly as possible as right. as immersively and for us to kind of remove our 
our disbelief, you know, to sort of activate that suspension of disbelief as effectively as possible. That's what this hardware is. It's not about like, um, it's not like you're putting glasses on for the first time and, and you're seeing everything much more clearly. I mean, there's an element of that, but I think it's more of just refining what was already incredibly polished in this generation. My feeling is this console is a jump like the NES to the SNES, as mm. opposed to the jump from the SNES to the N64. Right. That okay. what you have seen, uh, just think about the way that worlds could be built. That's pretty uh, substantial. In, That's pretty big. I mean, but it does, it does, it's not game changing, but yeah. it's that universe is just much much more detailed a lot more color and stuff uh this uh, a lot of people are asking this um uh, how's the noise of it um and how loud is it adrian uh uh adrian sartor uh silly mikey basically how loud is it how how uh how hot does it get that microsoft has to be super pleased about everybody coming out and saying the same thing quietest xbox i've ever used right on that being said I'm not running next gen software. No, I'm running true. I've been running things like Red Dead 2, Destiny 2. They're pretty hot Monster Hunter World. They're pretty, you know, they push the Xbox One architecture. But does that mean when I load, you know, whatever actual next gen thing on this is it going to heat up that much more and make more noise? I don't know. But boy, this fan array is super quiet. And they're doing they're doing really smart stuff about just drawing air all the way through the chassis in a way that they don't have to rev up a crazy RPM uh, fan. <laughs> they they must have gone to like Ferrari or something. And asked I don't them. know what they did, man. But there's I mean, because I, I, my PlayStation Four is right next to it, and that thing oh, we yeah. all know. I, you... I honestly I've been playing um, NBA Two K Two One a lot on my PS Four Pro, and it's it it feels like the Millennium Falcon right now. It they don't feels... even need they don't need to do the artificial crowd in sports stadiums. They should just put playstation 4s in these arenas that would be all the noise they need well it feels like it's trying to just make it until the new one and then it'll go and then it's uh, or, gonna... or it's the cockroaches inside your playstation 4 all screaming to get out yeah, could be true that um okay and uh blair farrell i don't know if you can answer this um sam but is the plan for uh microsoft to have all original xbox all the xbox software playable are they trying to even like go further than what they've done already with backwards compatibility on uh, xbox one they have not said anything to the effect and we keep asking for more specifics uh, right. as of right now the plan is if it was backwards compatible on xbox one mm -hmm. then it'll work on this mm -hmm. now in a dream world because of the power of this thing maybe we get a maybe we get a brute force emulator Mm -hmm. That just works that you just put in whatever old game and it's like, OK, we have so much juice that we can just run every OG Xbox game. Right. And maybe more 360 games. But they haven't announced it. And I think they've been very protective of making sure that when you put your old game in that it works. And that's the emulation that was required to run 360 on Xbox One is kind of insane yeah. considering there's such different architecture because it was the Xenon on 360 was less about multi-core and more about just sheer gigahertz power, which Xbox One as in, to emulate it was quite a leap. Yeah, and they did a great job. I mean, it still impresses the hell out of me how how useful the xbox one especially the xbox one x it's a great machine every time i turn it on it's you know it's it's continually evolving but it's, it's a by solid great machine, machine you mean trash <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah last that was last week's xbox um, <laughs> but it is well it's funny i you, you talk about xbox one x being a great machine and you think about oh man i can run older games on it and they go fast but then if you go in my article and you look at the times 
between yeah. Xbox One X and Xbox Series X on loading games. Just I just taking the same drive plugged from my uh, One X into my Series X and seeing the loading times were generally all, it was like 30 seconds to a minute faster across the board wow. for all of those games. Just loading from Colt. Now, if you go to other articles, you're going to see some really weird loading time comparisons. And that's because it's fast in general for certain way- games to load uh, if you don't test the entire pipeline of boot from cold. You know, you hit A on the home menu. Yeah. You've got to wait through that title card. You've got to wait through loading screens, which disguise load, all these other things. My Borderlands test was a 72% drop with, compared to Xbox One X and Series X on the internal memory. So it, se- it, 72% faster. Faster. Amazing. Just it was, And it... it there have been some promises from Xbox that made it sound like, oh my God, you're just going to instantly boot into games. I don't right. know if that's true for right. next gen. That right. could happen. But I will say uh, having Cuphead load in 16 seconds from cold boot to gameplay, that would normally take 40 seconds on an Xbox One X. And you're like, you squeeze that much out of Cuphead? Like you just think Cuphead is good to go. It's not pushing that much in terms of hardware. Like it runs on the Switch. It's... but. Across the board, Series X takes older games and loads them faster. Destiny is a complete it's it's not quite like playing on PC, but it's close because like I don't I gave up on Destiny on console because of the loading times. And you can get on this and it's 67 percent faster to get, uh, you know, from the the director into whatever planet mission you want to get into. Awesome. I've got a couple of uh, questions here, a couple of super chats. Thank you, Carlos Fontes. It's awesome. I pre-ordered both consoles, but Back Compat and Game Pass have me so much more excited for the Xbox Series X. I love the quality of life improvements of this new gen. I think that's a huge component, right? I mean, both of these machines, because they haven't shown us front end. And have you seen the front end? Have you been able to see the legit front end of what a Series X is, or is it all sort of mock-up stuff at this point? When you say front end, you mean the menus as I'm bouncing yeah, from game Yeah, when, when, it, when it loads up, does it feel like you know, you're know you on an Xbox that, One X? That I am not, not allowed to talk about, and I'm not sure if that's because there's little tweaks to come. I, I mean, what I've seen is cool. Okay. Uh, not like a, it, you know, it, it doesn't look like a totally different Xbox, but that's something that they seem to want to make sure is quote-unquote finalized because there's no reason for me to preview something that could change in a month. Absolutely. Uh, Carlos, thank you so much for that, by the way. And uh, Remix2009 wants to know if the frame rates on Destiny 2 um, were affected. Did it start to look better? Because nothing's been optimized or patched as you think right now. So when I mentioned Monster Hunter World, that example is interesting because the developers had a choice. They Mm. could have locked the frame rate. They could have uh, locked the resolution. And they did lock the resolution, but did not lock the frame rate. So that means... Uh, you, you throw a game at Series X and it says, if anything is unlocked, then we'll rev it. If anything is locked, then we cannot. Right. So uh, when you take Destiny 2, you're still at a 30 frames per second cap because that was the same as it was. That's They, they designed it for that because why create more headroom if, the, if it's never going to tap into it? That seems to be, especially for older software, that tends to be the case. Now, X, Microsoft has talked about potentially patching older games to get just frame rate boosts. How they're yep. going to do it, I don't know. I haven't yep. seen that roll out. I know Gears 5, which was on Xbox One, is supposed to get a 4K 120 hertz patch, which is awesome, That's but I, you know, I haven't seen it. Yeah. But... So Destiny 2 does not get a frame rate boost. However, if you go to Grand Theft Auto 4 on Xbox 360, that could never hit 60 frames a second, not even on Xbox One X. Which game? Grand Theft Auto 4. Yes, right. And now, 
12 years and $500 later, we have a console version of Grand Theft Auto 4 that runs at a locked 60 frames a second. Wow. It's cool. I mean, it's blurry because it's running at like 720p, maybe. But I don't, I mean, if it's, it's a classic i mean i mean if you it, it's got some issues you know cousin nicola you know but yeah. um but it, it is it is yeah, impressive the control was see. always a bit janky in that are 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 they sort of imp- like, like the quality improvements put into the series x now like when you pop in panzer dragoon orda into an xbox one x it it all up converts it and it's just absolutely gorgeous not the cut sequences but the gameplay it's like staggering same with ssx3 are, are is that already a part of what you're playing with with the Series X? If it is if it was upgraded for 1X, then yep. that upgrade carries over to Series X. Okay, Just cool. like the ser- the Series S, the $300 console, mm-hmm. that will max out at Xbox One S optimizations. Okay. Uh, so there's sort of a line there on back compat. So right now gotcha. Panzer Dragoon Orta is upresed because it got a patch for 1X. And so okay. that patch continues. They anything that looked good on 1X will look the same on Series X at least. We got a good question from Gamer Freak eighty four, which I wanted to get to. Uh, they're they're both offering kind of exclusive memory options, right? The PlayStation Five and the uh, Series X. Is it because of the architecture just being so cutting edge that they have to go this way, or is it a uh, a smart way for these guys to know that they're going to make tons of money? Or well, both? lucky lucky for y'all, since I have this thing in my lap, I can hold up their proprietary card. Uh, it's got a little Xbox logo on the black piece, right? And it's got the word Seagate on the gray piece, which inserts right. in. This says, and it says right here. I don't know if you can read on that. That says one terabyte as a little like, you know, like the cartridge. Like if you put a tiny sticker on a NES cartridge, that's amazing. It, and, and and so right now, that's the only way that you can get that speed of mem- of storage is through this first-party exclusive thing that costs $220. $220 for one terabyte. They've they've come up with no other sizes and no other prices and no other manufacturers. And Microsoft has kind of left the door open for maybe other people making these and other sizes, but we don't know. But that is correct. Now, Sony has said you can pop in any NVMe 4.0 drive that is rated to a certain amount. Right. There's None only, of them are. <laughs> I think there's only one. I think yeah. Samsung just announced one, which is very expensive. Um, and even then, it's it, like Sony has to go in and approve it because right. NVMe drives are not all made equal. Right. Um, and so what I think is going to happen in this pre-release chatter, it's easy to look at this Microsoft thing and go, oh, it's proprietary and it's expensive. But man, as soon as people try to start expanding memory on PlayStation 5... I think they're going to see exactly why Microsoft went for this. Unless companies start rolling out a ton of these things for super cheap in the near future, right. it's going to be like the PlayStation 5 strategy of the open NVMe standard may pay off in the future. Right. But for the first year, it's going to be more expensive and more unsure. Like you're going to you're well, going to have I mean, to why hope. wouldn't Sony or Microsoft work with PC hardware manufacturers to kind of create a new standard to drive the price down? Like, why wouldn't they do that? If this is going to be such, you know, a, a much better memory uh, system and a much better storage system, why not share that know-how so that the storage thing doesn't become? But that's th- and this that gap? but that is what Sony's do. That is what Sony's doing. Sony sure. is saying okay. PC manufacturers are aiming for this standard. The cards we use will work on. Windows and Mac and what anything that with a motherboard that works. Okay, with that's good. And and Xbox has not done that. And it would have been great to have 
just an adapter of some sort. So I can right. take this yes. Xbox card and plug it into a PC sure. and tap into that. Um, but I think what, what on the Xbox side, they're like, we need to have something that plugs in neatly and that taps into our specific cooling system. Right. So this might be them saying our engineering matters more than the value. Right. I don't know. Yes, because well, it needs think. to be cooled. You're right. I mean, that that's you're right. The fans need to hit that little piece of what is it? Silicon? What, what is the thing there? I mean, I, I, it feels I, I, it feels metal to me. Okay, it has to hit the metal because it's getting hot because it's getting used way more than we've ever had to think of that before. It's not you're not just putting you're not just putting like the storage of your games. You're putting like the like the way that it's working, the way right. that it's running, in and the way that you're playing the game into it is almost like a cartridge in a way. It's almost uh, like you're yeah, adding a ROM. Yeah, it, it's it's like a it's like the Neo Geo. Yeah. in a way of just having that much stuff that's so quickly seeked like yeah. that's that's how you got such high res uh hmm. highly animated fighting characters in all your favorite neo geo games because they had those crazy 200 dollars cartridges that were the size of our heads very cool and and so this is the high-tech smaller version but real expensive so it is expensive so we think i think that too you think that i think everybody on chat thinks that i think you if you're listening to this you think that but what are we going to do? It's brand new. Well, it's also the money is there. There's nobody. Nobody's undercutting. There's no NVMe 4.0 drive. Right. <laughs> that's super, super affordable, but also like yeah. might, you know, break the paint off of your Xbox. Like they're that's yeah. current. It's pretty cutting edge. And it's it's the difference maker. Yeah. So, Sam 111. Sam, I am 111, who I thought for a long time might have been you. But now that I've seen you guys together, it's not the same person. Uh, we said Xbox expansion pack. He's so on the money, right? It's basically like the old N64, that extra. Well, no, but, but there's enough here. So here's the thing. What I've come to realize is that the one terabyte built into this and an external older SSD are going to get you where you need to go right, for sure. In, yeah. In the, in the short term. Yeah. Um, now I like being able to have an additional terabyte that I can dedicate to older software yeah. because it's cool to have the older software go that fast. And well, I'm especially waiting... with quick resume, man. I mean, like you're going to want to load that, that sucker but, up, but quick resume will work with the older drives. Right. But not the older, not the new games, not the new games. Correct. Can so, you put, can you put new games on old drives? You can back new games up on oh, older drives, but you can't so, play them on. Oh my God. Right. This, this gen is confusing. Oh my goodness. They're, they really are. They're computers at this point. Like they like they feel like PCs well, more than I mean they were for this last gen too. But more than ever, they're they're really starting to feel like PCs. But when you th when you take something like Quick Resume, there is no equivalent on Windows. Totally, there is no. It is not not uh, yet. You can you can come up with little tricks as ways to to freeze things, but it's not the same. You're still running. This thing runs quite cool and quiet. Right. As you're pausing software, and that's yeah. it's it. So in that sense. It, this is as close as Xbox has ever gotten, in my opinion, to feeling like a console instead of an overpowered PC because that kind of feature is truly unique. And I think right. some of the other gameplay loading stuff that we're going to see from dedicated, like whatever the next Forza is, whatever the other next gen stuff is, things that truly tap into this hardware, I, I really do believe that we're going to see some gains that we wouldn't see on PC because PC is not dedicated to NVMe 4.0. Interesting. Yeah. For both machines, for, for both, both machines, for Xbox and, I, and PlayStation, Very and I think good. that, and that means cross-gen. I think uh, we're gonna, we gotta wait to see which one does it better, Wh right. which, which com, because they've each made their own choices. 
But having both have NVMe, even if one is faster than the other, just having that as a baseline for third parties to work with on both consoles, you're going to see games on both. Right. Uh, Movie Madness Entertainment says, will cloud gaming help counteract this in the future? Less about the hardware, more in the cloud saving and games. And I'm actually, you know, as we're talking here, I'm certainly remembering all of the crackdown conversations about using the cloud to blow up all this. And then just that just went away. That oh, whole that conversation. went so away. That it was just so like, away. we don't talk about that anymore. But now it feels like, is it, you know, with all of this fast, you know, access of software and quick, resume and and uh you know the speeds of these ssds being selling points of this new era is the cloud even a factor anymore is you know apart from save states and and uh you know being able to go from machine to machine and portability and streaming like is it going to be a part of the way that we game on on these machines Uh we talked a little bit about Microsoft and business in terms of all the Bethesda stuff and they right. want customers. They want mm. a guaranteed $15, $20, however many dollars a month. Right. They want to know that you are, that you have created this attachment to the ecosystem and that you're building your friends list accordingly, that you are getting onto game pass and, and having a social circle gaming wise that is connected to game pass. Right. And from there, it's fine, however you get in. And they realize that they can break even with the hardware side of things by selling you a box. They can also break even or make money by getting the cloud infrastructure up and running. And if they eventually upgrade their server blades to Series X or Series S power, which I expect, then yeah, uh, it really comes down to how you feel about that latency, how you feel about your bandwidth cap. You know, there's issues. There's reasons why some people just aren't going to get into cloud gaming as a big deal thing. And that's why Microsoft has been real clever in having xCloud as a phone-only, lower-resolution Xbox One S spec because they're, making, they're, they're selling that right now. They're like, we're not going for the moon. We're not going Stadia. Stadia yeah. made a lot of promises and combine those promises with a bad business model. And Microsoft, on the other hand, is like, we're going to keep it real meek. It's a perk for what you're already paying for. It's not cutting edge. It's just, we want you to we want you to believe in it. We want you to see how it could work. Then they're going to move up to, okay, it's going to work on your computer or your Xbox or a, a web browser. Okay, it's going to work on bigger screens. Oh, well, maybe we're going to upgrade the servers to, to handle things like Cyberpunk 2077. Like... We got to wait to see, but I truly believe that cloud is going to stay at Microsoft because they have such a cloud infrastructure. Azure is, I mean, God, Azure is, uh, it, it didn't really power Crackdown the way that they'd hoped, but it no. is powering Microsoft Flight Simulator. They right. are running uh, cloud True. instances to drive. There's two petabytes of data in that game, and you're grabbing just a little bit of it at a time, depending on where you are on the globe. Yeah. It's a genius use of it. I will say... Microsoft Flight Simulator is the best advertisement for Bing and Azure that <laughs> Microsoft has ever made because they both they, they all combine in a way like, oh, right, you guys have had all this connected stuff and made it you fit it together in a way that doesn't suck. And gosh, I am shocked that they have not just said, you know, we didn't get Halo out this year, so we're going to have flight simulator early access and it's like, enhanced why? yeah why yeah why not for sure. like yeah, they still have totally. time i think that would be such a smart thing from them to be like yeah it's complicated it's flight simulatory but it's part of game pass and it's next gen yep i'm um, just going through the questions here uh oh my you guys are coming fast microsoft is smart this is abby jameson microsoft is smart to have downloads available for their game on demand service game streaming is great but only if you've got good enough internet a good enough internet connection and honestly that's 
that's got to be a part of the strategy for now Amazon and for Google and for Microsoft. Anybody that's entering the space, they've got to partner with uh, ISPs and and um, uh, you know internet companies so that there is like a base rate. I, I was playing 2K21 on uh, Stadia. I've been trying to play it. Mm-hmm. I've been going back and forth between the PlayStation 4 and the Stadia version, and it's just been punishing. And I think it's because my whole family's home and we're all on the internet all damn day. And uh, I've got great speeds, but it's just been it's been punishing. We're not ready for this kind of streaming generation and it, and as it, it stands it right sh- now. It should not be your job as a consumer to no. have to streamline your family's use of internet no. in order for Google's product to just work. Yeah, that, it's been really eye-opening because I've, you know, last year it was fine when it launched, but I, I wasn't, you know, we weren't hitting that internet as hard as we have. Well, I don't we know are as a family. how much of the how much of the um the Amazon uh God what are they, what are they calling that thing Luna. Luna, how much yeah. of that did you see? Because we followed up with them and found out that one of the coolest things they're doing is running Windows instances on NVIDIA like cloud-level GPUs. And yeah. what that means is everything Stadia did required you to port to Vulkan because Google didn't want to run Windows instances. So right. they had to run oh, Linux. Yes, they had to run Linux. That's right. And yeah. so you end up making these developers build this fork, which is, you know... Uh, People can complain about what it's like to have to build multiple SKUs of a game for Xbox and PlayStation. Um, but having to just go the whole other way outside of DirectX into Vulkan is just a nightmare depending on the development scenario. Right. And that meant you never saw any games really tap into Stadia's promise of 4K, 60 frames a second, superpower, beautiful next. Like that's the problem with Stadia is none of it looked let next gen. And they, for whatever reason, thought that was going to be a selling point, that it was going to seem next gen. It wasn't. Yeah. And now, and there's absolutely, they're on their butts when it comes to all this NVMe tapping Dude, and stuff. I they, was just Stadia- talking with an exec and, and he just rolled his eyes at the idea of Stadia. And the fact that the, uh, you know, the incredible talent that is at Stadia and the money and the technology that it actually does work. Um, you know, all of these impressive ingredients couldn't make Stadia like really, especially in this year. I keep saying that too. Like, we're all at home, we're all on the internet, you know, like, and the consoles have been sort of up in the air. They have, there's been this real sort of nebulous. You know, are these things coming? We didn't even know if they were going to be delayed until like a month ago. Yeah. And Stadia La- could have really come forward and said, here's your next gen right now and here's everything working. But they, they, yeah, just, they didn't. Stadia, Stadia was in such a rush to get out last year before Series X and before PlayStation 5 yeah. that they failed to create a five or 10 year roadmap. There's yeah. no roadmap for them to compete with what these boxes are going to be capable of and what PlayStation and Xbox's cloud services are going to be capable of, let yeah. alone uh, NVIDIA's uh, GeoForce Now streaming, let alone Amazon streaming. It, they're just on their butts. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think that there's an inevitability around a lot of this technology, but it's it's too soon, too messy, too confusing. But you know what? This competition couldn't be... Uh, it, it, it couldn't be healthier for, the, you know, the changes that need to happen, you know, and for consumers to have choice. I think what Amazon is doing with, um, you know, you pay a monthly fee, but you get access to 100 games. That's the way to do it. I mean, that's, that's the, the way, way that every everyone looked at what Google did and just said, really, what? Yeah. what industry are you in what what model have you seen this work for yeah. because there's no ownership of those games 
and it didn't look like they were that like why am i rebuying a game yeah. oh, oh it's an online game oh well right. who am i gonna is there cross play with my friends it was just so many little pieces did not make sense for what it takes for me to dedicate my 40 or 60 dollars to a particular purchase and then oh i pay 10 bucks a month what does that get me does well, that get me extra you know, specific games? Or, ugh, well, what's mess. cool about it now, though, is that because, you know, Amazon's going to come out really strong and they are such a healthy, you know, financed competitor that and Google's still got lots and lots of opportunity here to sort of press on the gas and go in a different direction and bring in partners and maybe they switch to a, 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 a Windows model. Um, but I mean, now, if, now they're going to be forced to make some pretty dramatic changes. And if, the I was Google, win. if I was Google, the only feather in my cap is being able to say you don't need our proprietary controller because Amazon's been real bullish. Like you need right. the Luna controller because it taps directly into the Wi-Fi, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And if Google wants to make fun of that and make a joke out of that, that's the only uh, weapon they have at this point because that that's is not I, enough. Because I don't want, but I don't want to buy. I don't want to buy another controller. Yeah, I'm good. I yeah. don't. I I don't honestly feel like whatever latency shaving they're gonna get out of that direct controller. Because I've used the Stadia controller, and that's a promise of that one. I'm like, I don't. I don't notice it. So don't make me buy. Not, especially they're like, oh, you need. You can do four player local co op with four of our controllers. I'm like, come on. I've yeah. got enough. I don't know about. I, I assume everybody who's, in the chat right now. Yeah, who's doing four-player co-op right now? <laughs> but I'm saying I'm, I can't imagine anyone in this chat right now not having too many controllers, yeah. not being like, "Oh my god!" True and that's that. a nice thing about the Xbox is that they're like, you don't have to buy our new stuff. Our old controllers work, yeah. and you know, you already got like 500 colors of our Xbox One controllers. They're good. They're going to work, and that's nice. I do like the new controller, and I. I I'm not going to waste time talking about it here, but it's like very subtly refined, very itsy bitsy touches. And they're all good. The best is a new textured strip. Very it just, cool. it lands. It's, it's a little bit like the elite controller in that there's a better textured grip on all of it. And it feels real good. Does it feel just like the Xbox one controller? Or does it feel like a new controller? Does it, is it I really, I really had to stretch to notice differences, but the textured strip is the one thing that you'll notice immediately. Everything oh. else is microscopic. Okay. The button arrangement, the joysticks, there's like a tiny different tension to the triggers and where you Xbox one controllers will work with series X. Correct. Which is great. Um, is there a price difference? Does it cost more to buy a series X controller or an Xbox one controller? They're just, you know call that? they're calling it the Xbox wireless controller. This is okay. the only this controller going forward. So the series X controller then will work with Xbox one. If you want to get that correct sooner that's cool that's great uh let's and see and they all and they both work with windows 10 and other and they've got bluetooth so they work that's with bluetooth the devices that's that's excellent it'll work with uh and and the xbox app now is going to be you're going to be able to stream off of your console which on ipad i think you can mm -hmm. do that already on on android but on uh, ios you're going to be able to stream right from your machine um to ios for the first time and apple has worked out a deal for uh, X Cloud to eventually be on iOS, but it's clunky and clumsy. But that's that's coming as well. Um, Carlos has got another question. I can't get over how badly Google failed to explain that Stadia is a console that streams from the cloud and not a PS Now st uh, style streaming service. It is amazing, right, Carlos? And I'm sure everybody like we didn't intend to talk about Stadia on this, but it is the uh, elephant in well, the room. It all it all it all ties together because it's like how are you going to get people's entertainment dollars yeah. when it comes to gaming? This totally. year, so many more people I think are have decided, oh, based on all these months of weirdness and pandemic, what's my entertainment? Uh, and 
I really think Animal Crossing showing up in March really blew that open. And there are a yeah. lot of other people going, what do I have that plays games? Can I hook up a controller to this? Like, what way can... And, and, and we're all more digitally fluent than 30 years ago. So you've yeah. got a bunch of people who are parents or who are professionals in their 30s and 40s who had Nintendo in their childhood and go, all right, I, it's, it's not that big of a leap for me to play a video game instead of go to a golf course during totally. crazy times. And honestly, man, it's it's going to be the the battle of subscriptions, you know, just like it is in, in linear media very soon in games. It's going to be yep. so much. What do you subscribe to? Like Game Pass is going to supplant the uh, that what people are aware of with Xbox as a brand very yep. soon. Oh, have yeah. you got a Game Pass account? Because you're going to be able to play Game Pass anywhere if you have a Game Pass account very well, soon. Well, you don't have a Game Pass account. We're all going to get together and play a Game Pass multiplayer game. Like yeah. That to me is the thing. Right. The thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge, huge deal. Okay, so um, you've got the prototype machine, and is this what you hang on to now for the rest of your coverage, or do you have to send it back and they send you a new one so that you can play new software? Have they got that kind of scheduled for you? They've, got that, be- they've got that scheduled. Okay. I do not get to keep, I, because it's a considered a prototype, it does not have FCC clearance. Gotcha. So holding it in my lap might be frying my legs with cancer <laughs> irradiation. I have no idea. But no, this one, this one will go back to Microsoft for lab storage or something. I do have a couple of prototypes in my uh, uh, toy thing for older Microsoft uh, stuff. Yep. Uh, I've got an old uh, Connect. Uh, prototype that's Very got cool. zebra print on it and stuff nice. like that nice. so this will this will probably land in some staffer's office or something yeah it's it's uh, it's the roadmap right i should um, put i should scuff my my name on the top of it with the controller just write my sam what about the controller do you get to uh, hang on to that controller oh I, i'm not sure i'm not honestly they they told oh everything i got i'm supposed to put in a box gotcha. and, and they're like Keep the box. They were very loud. I got to. I got to keep the exact box and ship back the box. So gotcha. I have what I. I have what I call cardboard mountain just over there in my apartment. <laughs> and um, uh, the somebody asked. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, uh, Adrian Sartor with another great question. Do the controllers have built-in rechargeable batteries or do you, or double or double A's? They are double A. Once okay. again, you get to if you want to use rechargeable batteries. That is your decision. Um, the Elite line is the only official Microsoft controller product that has a built-in battery. Very cool. NHS admin noticed that the uh, Vectrex is in the background. This is my co-host. My two co-hosts right here, the Vectrex and Spider-Man. <laughs> Welcome to my new studio, my 2020 studio right here. See, what, but the, <laughs> what they don't see, I've, I'm on a different camera feed, so I can see Vic's fridge, which yeah, is very close to everything. Right there, yeah. I try, to frame, I try to frame the fridge out. It it's has a covered lot of- in really cute uh, drawings, I yeah. assume, of uh, from him i i think vic drew all of these. i drew yes just. yes no this is from uh family friends and a lot from my daughter and uh, i love all that stuff yeah, that yeah. is my favorite part of vic's basement the unseen element only for <laughs> only for my friends like sam um okay i think I, I i tried my best with getting all your questions guys but i really appreciate everybody being here especially sam moscovich from ars technica uh, please go and read his article and uh, and follow him on Twitter. I didn't put the name keys. I gotta remember that for the next thing. Uh, Sam Red on Twitter. He's always got some great insight there and uh, great reporting as always, my friend. Thanks for being here and thank you all for watching. We will see you soon and until then, play forever. <laughs>